This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Place to be nation. Welcome back to another episode of Extreme Resurrection. I'm your host, James Gruenberg, alongside with me, my partner, Steve Riddle. Steve, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Glad to get back, be back here as we continue our trek through uh, 2007. We, are, of course, are on the, uh, with these two episodes we're going to talk about, we're on the eve, basically, of Backlash. Yeah, we are. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, we're on to the uh, European uh, tour of uh, WWE. It seemed like always around this time after WrestleMania that they uh, go on their uh, Europe tour. And uh, as we'll see here, uh, we're in uh, Italy and uh, England uh, for our next two shows. So we're on the uh, European tour uh, of WWE here before Backlash. Yeah, I thought it was cool that they actually um, that they did the shows um, in Italy because usually they would just do the do the UK. Um, but I think it was um, definitely different that they branched down and did um, the whole a whole week of shows in um, someplace different like Italy where we'd never seen that before. Now, um, you know, usually, yeah, like um, they would usually like do uh, like a whole European tour, but like I never really saw the shows uh, anywhere else besides the. UK, uh, you know, in that even like not not in uh, Europe, but like also in like Japan, you know, they were only doing the house shows, not really the Monday Night Raws uh, in Japan, maybe once in a while, too. But, uh, you know, it was mostly like the house shows were in Europe and then like the main shows were like either back in the US or only in the UK. So, again, it was a nice touch. They did uh, all three show all three shows uh, in Italy. Raw was in Italy uh, that the night before. It's in Italy now for ECW, and uh, I don't know if it was, but I'm guessing it was also in Italy for SmackDown as well. It was, yeah, and actually, uh, historic SmackDown. That um, that was the 400th episode. Wow! So Italy got a treat uh, for it being the 400th episode. So good for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Before we get into uh, tonight's show, uh, we cir- let's circle back because I found I found an answer to a question that we were wondering. We were wondering why Hardcore Holly uh, was taken off of TV on ECW. Uh, he loses to Snitsky the last time we covered, and uh, he isn't seen until he is on Monday Night Raw. Later in the year 2007, Hardcore Holly had a very bad staph infection, and it would keep him sidelined for around like four to five months. And that is why he was taken off of TV. I didn't know that staph infections could uh, be that bad. You know, you heard like, oh, Stone Cold, Stone Cold one time was wrestling with a staph infection and this and that, you know, so they'll, they'll be okay. But I didn't know that it could actually take uh, a lot of time uh, away from the ring to get healthy from a uh, staph infection. 
yeah, I mean, the, depending if you let it go unchecked um, for that long, it can be serious. I mean, you also hear the, the infamous story that I think um, Randy Savage, right before WrestleMania 5, suffered a staph infection, and um, but he didn't want to obviously miss the payday. So um, if you watch that match, you'll notice like his one elbow is like heavily bandaged up. So mm-hmm. um, very serious. And I think also... Um, I want to say 96 when um, when Undertaker and Mankind had the boiler room brawl at one point, uh, Takers um, also suffered a staph infection. It got at one point got so severe they were worried he was going to lose his arm. So um, those things can, like I said, if they, they go unchecked and don't get treated, they can get very serious. So um, good, you know, good for uh, Holly to um, get that taken care of. And if, if it means, you know, he misses a couple of months, you know, at least he can, it doesn't result in a far more uh, serious injury. No, it doesn't. Uh, and another note on uh, staff infections, because I uh, just saw this uh, because Bushwhacker Butch had just passed away. He um, he did have a staff infection about like maybe like 10 years ago or so that he did not get checked and was just trying to take care of it himself. And um, that got worse as, uh, you know, time went by with him. And I feel like that also uh, caught up to uh, Butch as well. So uh, rest in peace to uh, Bushwhacker Butch, uh, who we lost over uh, this past uh, WrestleMania weekend in 2023. So, uh, you know, if you don't get something checked, you know, it can become a lot worse. So good on Holly for getting this checked out. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace. Yeah. Rest in peace to a uh, Bushwhacker Butch. Yep. Mm-hmm. So with that, so um, we're here live uh, in Milan, Italy. This is ECW April 17th, 2007. And uh, the last uh, last thing we remember seeing last week was that CM Punk joined the New Breed. So here we are now. The New Breed is in the ring. They introduce CM Punk to the group. He shakes hands with all of the members. And uh, he doesn't give a reason why he joined the New Breed. Uh, he says that his reasons are uh, his choice and uh, nobody needs to know his reasons except him. RVD comes out and he wants to talk to Punk directly. He tells Elijah Burke to shut up and that he's only talking to Punk. He says that uh, RVD says that Punk will regret his decision to join the new breed. And he challenges Elijah Burke to a match. Punk also steps in saying he wants to fight RVD, but Burke says, no, I got this one. You hold out, and I will take care of RVD. So tonight it's going to be RVD versus Elijah Burke. What did you think of uh, this segment here, Steve? Um, It was fine. Um, You know, Punk kind of doing the the stereotypical, you know, I don't need to explain my actions kind of thing. Um, RVD with a nice little comeback. And right off the bat, you can see that – it's clear that um, what Punk's intentions are is that he he fancies himself to be potentially the leader of the new breed. Because after um, RVD challenged Burke, Punk specifically says, you know, if you want to challenge, you know, if you want to challenge a leader, you know, you challenge me. And that's when Burke kind of realizes, you know, it's like, hey, wait a minute, you know, I'm the leader here. I take over. I'm, you know, taking control here. So right off the bat, you can see, you know, 
Punk's clearly got some ulterior motives um, in joining this group. Yeah, and, uh, you know, as we'll see also, it seemed that Elijah was hesitant, so that's why CM Punk stepped up to the plate. But Elijah shows no hesitation and that he wants to fight RVD tonight. So we'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Now we have Nunzio versus Snitsky. And, uh, you know, uh, the, Italy, the crowd in Italy uh, gave uh, Nunzio a uh, standing ovation. Uh, you know, even though he's not, I don't even think he's from Italy. He's from, like, Brooklyn, New York, you know. And, uh, um, you know, just because he has, like, the FBI, the full-blood Italian, I guess. But uh, it was a very good, uh, you know, loud cheer for uh, Nunzio as he takes on Snitsky. Snitsky tosses Nunzio. A a shoulder knockdown to Nunzio. Drop kicks to Snitsky by Nunzio. Snitsky goes back to just manhandling Nunzio. The huge clothesline and the big boot for the win. So Snitsky wins. He manhandles Nunzio and uh, he picks up another victory. I went with one star. One star in the match. Nunzio uh, did try to get some some offense in to counter, but uh, it ends up failing. But I think it was still a good match, so I get I went one star on it. Yeah, I want to start, too. Um, interesting to see, you know, I mean, you know, good, little, good for um, Nunzio to get a, you know, get a match here in his home, basically his home country, um, even though he's basically getting squashed by Snitsky, um, does get a decent amount of offense in, a lot more than I would have expected um, but eventually he does get um, polished off fairly quickly by uh, Snitsky. So uh, pretty, again, basic stuff just to continue building Snitsky as a monster. Yep. Backstage, like I said before, uh, Punk thinks Elijah is scared of RVD, and that's why Punk wanted the match. But Elijah says that he's not scared, and Elijah will take care of everything. And that Punk needs to fall in line. So it does seem that uh, Elijah is not seeing eye to eye on Punk's philosophy and like Punk's ways. And, uh, you know, that Punk isn't going to listen to Elijah being the leader of the new breed. So we'll see how uh, everything fans out tonight as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, basic stuff here. Again, kind of seeing the... uh... Uh, Punk put the seeds of doubt there in um in Burke and Burke trying to maintain control. Mm-hmm. So now we have Marcus Corvon and Kevin Thorne versus Sandman and Tommy Dreamer. You know, we still need to continue the uh ECW uh, originals versus the new breed feud, so everyone has to be involved for the most part. And uh we have double team moves by the originals to Corvon. Corvon counters Sandman. Thorne goes Thorn goes to work on Sandman. A double uh, double underhook suplex to to Sandman. A tag to Tommy. A neckbreaker and a bulldog to Kevin Thorne. And then so Tommy Dreamer then does gets a pinfall, but it's really sloppy. And, like, as the referee is counting, Tommy puts his hand on the ropes to cheat. But it looks like the referee can clearly see that Tommy has his hands on the rope. But, like, he still counts the he still counts the three. 
Um, I thought this match again, like the the match was good, but very very sloppy at the at the end here with the pinfall. Uh, I I went a star and a half on it. Yeah, I went a star and three quarters. Um, I mean we're pretty. I mean it's pretty much almost kind of a, a phrase I've used before. Um, wash, rinse, repeat. Um, with a lot of these tag matches and these guys. Um, I mean they're still putting on decent stuff, but it's again pretty much you know almost the same matches. Um, but yeah, that ending really, you know, because not only did dream, not only was it where the dreamer had to grab the ropes, uh, but you can clearly, sh- clearly see that Thorne's right shoulder is not down for the three count. <laughs> so, and again, the, and you, you said about the ref, you know, seeing dreamer hold the ropes. He's also clearly seeing that Thorne's shoulders, not down yet. He still counts. So, um, I don't yeah. know if that was just, I don't know if that was, you know, just a, you know, a, mistake on Thorne's part that he wasn't supposed to get his shoulder up or if you know if there, yes. if there was a bot yeah if there was a botch by the repo but like you said it was just kind of you know real sloppy ending there and um again just kind of baseline you know tag stuff that we're used to seeing from these two groups at this point yeah i was gonna say also i feel like this was an in-house referee meaning that he's not on wwe's payroll and like they got some random guy to be a referee in Italy for this uh, show. Cause I don't even think he looked like one of the original or like one of the uh, ECW referees that we have seen. So I was wondering that too. I was like, did they just get an in-house guy to referee this match? You know? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I wasn't paying much attention to it, but if, if, if he was, I mean, it was clear. He it was clearly a uh, first day on the job. <laughs> Yeah, it was so bad. Yeah. So a uh, very uh, sloppy uh, ending uh, to this match here as, uh, you know, more and more of the uh, ECW originals versus new breed matches occur. Bobby Lashley then comes to the ring and he's in a good mood after uh, Monday Night Raw. He shows us a recap of Raw. This is a historic moment for uh, one Santino Morella, who debuts after being picked out of the crowd by Mr. McMahon to fight Umaga in a no-holds-barred match for the Intercontinental Championship. I remember watching this live when this happened. And I was surprised. I was like, oh, boy, this is a jobber right here. You know, here's a jobber. He's going to get squashed to a MAGA. And then Bobby Lashley came out. He gave the dominator to Omaga and put this guy on top of uh, Umaga for the pin. And long behold, this nobody named Santino Morella is now the intercontinental champion. What did you think when this happened, Steve? Do you remember watching that live? I don't know if I watched it live, but I do remember hearing about it and seeing it eventually. It's like, it, it, yeah, it just felt really kind of bizarre because it's like the whole, you know, you know, the whole point of the, the whole that segment was like Vince wanted to give, you know, Omaga a warm up match before the the three on one and backlash. So, you know, he eventually gets to a point where he's got to pick somebody out. And like you said, he picks, you know, Morella, who's an unknown and. You know, at one point, Morella looked, you know, fairly decent there against Umaga until Vince made it no holds barred, and then it pretty much became a slaughter job by Umaga until Lashley came out and um, and basically cost him, 
you know, Kasumaka the title. And um, I thought the the promo by here by Santino was you know fine, even though he said you know spoke most almost all of it in Italian. So I'm not you know obviously I don't know what he what all he said. Um, but I mean he's you know a good moment for him you know in his home country to get you know get a big moment like that to be IC champion. Obviously we'll have to see. Well, I mean we won't see it unfortunately, but we'll you know we'll keep track of you know his progress on Raw and what goes on from here. If this is going to be kind of a if it was just a one you know brief thing to kind of get the IC title off Umaga. And, um, and it also makes you wonder if that means that, you know, what that means for the three on one is that mean that Umaga is now going to, it, does that increase Umaga's chances to be um, the new champion? If they're, if they went out of their way to take the IC title off of him and gave him, gave it to a newcomer. Um, what does that, you know, is that, does that mean that his chances have gotten better to become ECW champion? That's a good counter as well, Steve. Uh, so we'll see how um, Backlash uh, pays off when we get there. You know, uh, an interesting point. I didn't see that, you know. I just thought they would bring fuel to the fire of, uh, you know, the McMahons and Umaga versus Lashley of that. Oh, well, Lashley's getting one up on them by costing Umaga the Intercontinental title. So he's making Umaga even more mad, you know, for uh, Mr. McMahon to do for Umaga do Mr. McMahon's dirty work, you know, as well. So uh, we'll see how that pans out as uh, we get closer to backlash. So mm-hmm. now we have backstage, um, and then basically, uh, let me go back uh, for a second uh, before. Uh, basically, he's just saying like thank you to Bobby Lashley, like saying grazie. Uh, he's saying grazie, grazie, or gracias to uh, Umaga. To uh, Bobby Lashley, grazie to Italy, you know, and to my family for uh, helping me become the Intercontinental Champion. So, uh, grazie means uh, thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So backstage, CM Punk is uh, trying to motivate the new breed, but Elijah thinks that uh, Punk is trying to be the leader of the new breed. But CM Punk does say that. He will have Elijah's back tonight when he goes up against RVD. And you can clearly see, like, all of Elijah's nervousness that this guy's trying to take take away my group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because well, we, one thing we didn't mention briefly was uh, um, there was a segment with uh, Punk and Stryker. And Punk was basically telling him that, you know, that they need to be independent thinkers and, you know, think for themselves. And then, like you said, here he's, you know, telling Burke uh, Corvana Thorne to, you know, to come back from adversity with this loss. And then, like you said, Burke, you know, kind of confronting him about, you know, what he's been doing and punk basically telling him, you know, saying, Hey, hi, I got your back. So, you know, again, kind of sowing the seeds of distrust uh, within the new breed. Mm -hmm. With that being said, here is our main event for this evening. It is RVD versus Elijah Burke. Elijah slaps RVD, but RVD kicks Burke. RVD goes into the ring post, spinning heel kick to Burke, a cross body to Burke. RVD goes into the ring post again. Burke goes after RVD's shoulder, a flying armbar to RVD, belly to back suplex by Burke, clothesline by RVD. Monkey flip to Burke. RVD goes into the ref. A windmill kick to Burke. Rolling Thunder then is countered by Elijah Burke. He gets the knees up. 
which I always, which I always liked. I thought that was a great counter. It always must have hurt to when you know RVD is going for the thunder and he meets the knees. You know that's got to hurt and like knock out the wind of him. You know the wind out of RVD. Um. So then Elijah calls for Punk to give him a chair. Punk slides the chair in, but he is way off, and he lands in RVD's hands. RVD throws the chair into Elijah's face, and then a five-star frog splash for the win. For this match, Steve, I gave it two stars. I thought it was really good. Uh, As always, uh, we see good matches from Elijah Burke and um, Elijah Burke and RVD, and that little slip-up by Pug really cost Elijah the max, but that throw by the chair to the face was brutal. And, uh, you know, so overall, I gave it two stars. Yeah, I went two and a half again. Basic, you know, pretty solid stuff by these guys that were good. That we got used to at this point. Um, some good arm work by by Burke throughout the match. Um, that uh, that monkey flip was uh, a little bit scary. I thought Burke was going to land on his head there for a second. Um, and then, yeah, the... Uh, clear overshoot of the of the slide there by punk um to um you know sending the chair to to rvd and then yeah like you said that uh uh rvd just threw that chair flush right at burke's head um i, I wouldn't have been surprised if he got a small concussion out of that and then um you know frog splash by rvd for the win and then punk trying to you know apologize at the end there saying you know that he didn't mean to do that so um kind of based you know again basic good match there by these guys and um some more seeds of doubt i mean and they didn't waste any time sowing the uh the seeds of doubt in between uh punk and burke i mean it was only a week ago that punk joined and now all of a sudden we're seeing the uh, the cracks form mm-hmm. yes yes so uh you know CM Punk, like we said, uh, he does say that he's sorry. And, um, and uh, you know, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, if Elijah Burke uh, doesn't have doubts, uh, he has a lot of doubts now. Mm-hmm. Yep. So now we're on to our next show. This is ECW, April 24th. We're live in London, England. Recap of last week's ECW, CM Punk uh, has been trying to apologize to uh, has been trying to apologize to the new breed, you know, and uh, Elijah Burke last week. He's been saying, like, I'm sorry, I'm really sorry. So then um, he's seen backstage. uh, He apologizes to the new breed and costing Elijah Burke his match versus RVD. Ask if the new breed is. Ask if the CM Punk and the new breed are on the same page tonight. And they all say yes. And like, you know, even Elijah's like, yeah, we're cool. But, you know, Elijah still has his doubts about CM Punk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Basic, again, basic stuff here. Punk trying to, you know, say that, you know, what he did, he, that he didn't mean to do what he did. And interesting note is that he shakes everybody's hand except for Burks. Um, So again, kind of playing the, you know, kind of, you know, Almost like he's almost like he's you know toying around with Burke at this point. Um, yeah, it's just again kind of just showing some more cracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So our first match of the night is a uh, which I was surprised that this is happening before Backlash. 
It is Bobby Lashley versus Umaga. And Mr. McMahon is backstage as well. So, uh, you know, uh, just a little warm up before uh, backlash. See what uh, what is going to transpire between uh, Bobby Lashley and Umaga. Umaga slaps Lashley. Punches thrown. Punches are thrown by Lashley. Umaga throws Lashley into the steps. Lashley tries a flying clothesline, but it's countered into a Samoan drop. Umaga misses a splash. Lashley lays in strikes, but Umaga uppercuts cuts him. Umaga tries the Samoan spike, but gets clotheslined, countered, gets clotheslined for it. And then Armando, uh, Armando Estrada causes the DQ, and Lashley spears him and throws him to the outside. For this match, I went a star and a quarter. Uh, it, it was good. Uh, it was just like giving you like a little uh, preview of what might happen at uh, Backlash and see, uh, you know, uh, Lashley and Umaga square up again. But again, you know, they're just setting it up for Backlash. There was nothing really that was going to transpire as uh, Armando Alejandro Estrada causes the DQ and uh, he takes a beating from Lashley as well. So I want to start in a quarter. Yeah, I want to start in three quarters. Um, like you said, pre, you know, we weren't going to get a ton here because this was just teasing, you know, what we were going to see on Sunday. Um, some basic power stuff by both guys. Um, Amaga still looks pretty good. Um, bit of a weak ending, though, with Estrada coming in. Um, I get why they wanted to kind of protect Umaga and not have him get pinned again. Um, but geez, Armando took a um, vicious beating there. I mean... He not only, you know, took a great spear, but that uh, that press slam to the floor was absolutely sick. I mean, mm-hmm. he took a nasty bump there to the floor. I'm surprised that he didn't get seriously hurt um, by there by uh, Lashley. But um, again, just kind of basic stuff to kind of tease to set the stage for what we were going to get on Sunday. Yep. Backstage, Elijah thinks he made a mistake bringing in Punk. You know, he's talking with uh, Corvan, you know, and he's like, we made a mistake. And Corvan goes, what do you mean we? You're the one who brought him in. And Elijah is really having second doubts. But Elijah says that he will lead the new breed to victory. So, you know, the new breed is still under Elijah's ruling. And uh, we'll see what happens tonight because the main event is a eight-man tag team match. Uh, between the new breed and the originals. So uh, we'll see how that uh, pans out tonight, Steve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, like Burke, like you said, Burke, you know, now, you know, thinking he made a mistake and the rest of the new breed tell him, you know, let him know, like, you know, hey, this is all your decision. These were all your decisions. You know, you got to live up to this. And yeah, big, uh, big main event, you know, not just a. Uh, uh, eight man tag it's an elimination match as well which is a first i mean we saw them have a normal match at wrestlemania then on the ecw after they did the extreme rules and now we get um an elimination match here maybe this will be kind of the final final blow off for this um for this feud that's pretty much been brewing since uh what since february yeah since like uh yeah like early feb like late february early march uh right as uh WrestleMania 23 is uh, coming. So, uh, yeah, it's been brewing and going and going, you know, and uh, we've seen some good stuff, but maybe it's time to go into a new direction. So who knows what uh, 
what this will lead to uh, between the new breed and the originals here. Mm-hmm. We have Snitsky now versus Boss Mahoney. This goes back. Uh, this goes back to uh, you know you take a week off from a feud that you think you're starting, and you just bring it back. Like, oh, do you remember this from like two weeks ago? Because I believe it was two weeks ago that Balls Mahoney saved Layla from Snitsky and took a beating from him. Because uh, Snitsky was stalking the extreme expose. And then you take the week off in Italy. And then now you bring this back. Do you think the fans even remembered that these two had a thing going like one week odd, one week off, and now we're back here? <laughs> More than likely not. I, I even forgot about, forgot about it. Um, mm-hmm. When, it, when he, uh, when I think it was when Snitsky was coming out and they showed that, I was when they showed that, like, you know, the highlights of it, I was like, "Oh yeah, that's right. They did. They they did have something going." So, and um, side note, quick, um, you notice um, no extreme expo- expose for these two weeks. No, and I was wondering if that's because of like a visa issue or something. You know, like I was wondering like if like they even have their passports up to date because Kelly was so young at the time. You know, it's like, do you have a passport and everything? You know. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking. Like, I was like, I wonder if that's like a visa or a travel issue, you know, uh, to get into Europe, you know. So uh, we'll, we'll see what uh, if they come back uh, next week as well. Like, we'll see when our next uh, show. Yeah. So now we have, uh, like I said, Snitsky versus Balls Mahoney. Snitsky shoves Balls down. Balls gets thrown into the turnbuckle. A huge clothesline to Balls and a big boots so this is basically a squash match i went a half a star you know like I, it's definitely time for Snits, snitsky to be introduced to the the main players besides nunzio and uh balls mahoney so we'll see like if he gets introduced to rvd or uh the sandman or even like even sabu if they want to throw him in there even if sabu loses at least it's some main stardom here so a half star for me yeah half star for me too basic uh, again basic squash um the one point where uh snitsky picked him up to drive him into the turnbuckle he almost lost his grip and i thought for, i got scared for a second that he was going to drop balls right on his head which would have been really bad um but thankfully he you know hangs on to him just enough to get him into the corner and then you know quick big boot to the for the win and like you said i mean it's time for Sinsky to go something with a gets into something with some teeth. I mean, they've they've done a good job to this point in building him as a monster heel. I mean, he's done the couple of like squashes against the no names, and then and he's done a couple of squashes against you know the name guys like like you said like Balls and Nuncio. But now it's time for him to move on to something more substantial. And again, like we were mentioning earlier with the St. Man elimination match, maybe being the kind of final blow off to the originals new breed feud. Maybe that's the moment where Snitsky gets involved with, with one of those, um, ori- you know, maybe one of those originals and, uh, you know, gets into something a little bit more substantial to potentially move up to something bigger. Yeah. Because uh, it looks like time's running out for uh, Snitsky and just uh, destroying everyone. So we'll see, uh, where Snitsky goes from here. We have one more backstage segment. It is Punk, and he is pumping up the new breed. 
getting them fired up for their matchup tonight. It is, and our main event is the ECW Originals versus the New Breed. However, there are five New Breed members and only four original members. And I was a little bit confused on how this was going to work if there were five members. Because I picked up on it and I said to myself, there's five of them and only four. What are they going to do a five-on-four handicap match, or how is this going to work? And now I understand it, because Elijah Burke tells Punk to sit this one out. So Punk sits down, and we have our four-on-four eight-man elimination match. Your uh, thoughts on, uh, you know, CM Punk being told to sit out, Steve? It makes sense. I mean, again, Burke trying to establish, you know, reestablish the fact that he's the leader and that, um, you know, the eight, the four of them can serve, you know, can beat the originals. Um, and they don't, and Punk's, you know, got to, you know, like he's like Burke has said before, Punk's got to fall in line. So, um, you know, way on the outside and let us do our job pretty much. Yeah, but it does make sense. But I do, I definitely do think that the, uh, the audience wanted to see, uh, the crowd wanted to see CM Punk uh, wrestle tonight, you know, but Elijah, what Elijah says goes. Now, so we have um, Tommy and Elijah Burke start out. Scoop slams by Tommy, a leg drop to Burke, a leg drop and a flapjack by Sandman. Sandman misses the rolling rock and is pinned, and Elijah Burke has... Um, Sandman's tights for the for that victory. DDT by Sabu to Stryker, a monkey flip by RVD, a spit legged moonsault, and Stryker gets pinned by RVD. So two good, uh, a couple of good uh, eliminations there as well. Crossbody to Corvon. Corvon um, works on Sabu. Sabu's next. Frequent tags to the new breed, a pounce to Sabu for the pin. So the Sabu is eliminated by Corvon. Bulldog to Corvon by Tommy. A double double team moves by the new breed. And then Corvon gets disqualified because he's not listening to the referee. And he also put his hands in the ref, which I think was really dumb. Dumb, dumb of them because like Corvon is like your powerhouse guy besides him and Burke, you know. Have th- switch that around with Thorn. Have Thorn get a get disqualified and thrown out of Ariel, and have Corvon and um, Corvon and Tom Elijah finish it off. You know, maybe they are trying to protect Corvon. So, what do you think of uh, Corvon getting eliminated and how he gets eliminated? Yeah, that, I kind of got confused by that as well. I think, like you said, they were you know wanting to protect him by not having him get pinned. Um, but that was a pretty weak DQ. Um, you know, Kim crotching, um, basically crotching Dreamer on the barricade um, is what gets him disqualified, which I think was, I mean, I guess he wasn't the legal man, but it was pretty weak because, I mean, they he looked pretty good in this match. I mean, he had some, I mean, the pounce he gives to Sabu is really sweet. <laughs> I think this is the second time now that Sabu's taking a night, you know, sold really well on the pounce and note about Sabu is that he's got a neck brace on. Um, so he's, you know, kind of clearly hurting at this point, but yeah, I mean, again, kind of a weak, um, way to get Corvon out of there. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. 
And then we have a uh, double. So then we have a uh, sit down bomb by Thorne to Tommy. Clothesline by Thorne. A DDT by Tommy. A DDT by Tommy to Thorne. And that's what gets Kevin Thorne eliminated. And then Burke eliminates Tommy with the Elijah Express. So again, it is down to Elijah Burke and RVD. Elijah tries to pin RVD using the rubs, a clothesline to RVD, heel kick to Burke, then the spinning heel kick by RVD. Punk kicks Elijah Burke in the back. And then RVD goes for the frog splash and and the originals get the win with the RVD scoring the pinfall on Burke. For the match, I went two and a half. I thought it was a very good, uh, very good match between the uh, ECW originals and the new breed. If this is the blow up, I think they did a very good job with the blow up. And uh, we'll see here that uh, maybe we're going to start something new with Elijah Burke and CM Punk because it looks like CM Punk has uh, changed his mind in a way. And he gives. Uh, Elijah Burke that uh, really stiff kick to the back and RVD gets the pin. So uh, we'll see what happens between um, Elijah Burke and CM Punk. But also CM Punk does say, I'm sorry again, you know, so maybe he's just sorry because he was sorry in a sarcastic way that he's really not sorry. Yeah, I I went three and a quarter. I really like I really enjoyed this match. I thought they got um you know they got a lot of time, uh, twenty one minutes. Um, you could tell who the low guys on the totem pole of each side was because Sandman and uh, Striker go out first pretty quickly, particularly Sandman. Um, that uh tornado DDT that Sabu gave Striker was really was pretty. A good spiker uh, striker got spiked really good on that one. Um, like I said, Corvan looked really good. The pounce he gave the Sabu was nice. Um, despite the, you know the the weak way he got um, exited out of the match, I thought you know he still looked pretty good. Um, good little showing there by Dreamer um, getting rid of Thorn with a DDT, but then uh, Elijah comes in with a really nice Elijah Express to get rid of him, and then a good little back and forth with him and RVD until towards like you said the end when uh, Punk kind of, you know, figuratively sticks the knife in Burke's pack with the kick. And then RVD gets the, gets the frog splash for the win. It kind of looks like finally finish off this feud with the, with the new breed, the originals, you know, end up on top. And then of course, um, punk uh, and in the end kind of helps Burke to his feet, but then gives him the go to sleep. And then, like you said, very sarcastically says that he's sorry. So it looks like the, uh, his association with the new breed is over very, very quickly. And it looks like he's now, um, on the he's now it looks like we now got a uh, internal feud here between um between punk and um and burke yeah so hopefully um after ec after backlash they go a different direction uh and they uh, end the feud of the extra, uh the originals versus the new breed new breed here and they uh get a new feud going but they also uh you know they can keep the old feuds but like you know just under like themselves, you know, like not representing the new breed or the originals, you know, just like having them just brawl and like wrestle and see what happens there as well. And also, you know, we need to uh, see what happens, uh, who's going to become the ECW champion after the three on one handicap match for the ECW title, as it is Bobby Lashley versus Umaga, Mr. McMahon and Shay McMahon. 
Will Lashley be able to uh, retain his title or will one of the three opponents get the ECW title away from Bobby Lashley? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's the only ECW match on Backlash, so um, all eyes are pretty much focused on that. Yeah, and then, um, you know, I forgot also, uh, well, not, not, not that I forgot, but I forgot that the SmackDown World Heavyweight title was a last man standing match between Undertaker and Batista, so that should be a good uh, rematch. And then we have our fatal four-way for the WWE title. We have John Cena versus Shawn Michaels versus Edge versus Randy Orton. So three huge matches uh, for the Backlash pay-per-view. And uh, we'll see how uh, all those results uh, come out as well. And uh, see how what what happens with uh, ECW and what happens with Bobby Lashley and Mr. McMahon as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's gonna do it. Well, that's gonna do it uh, for for us covering the ECW shows. But before we go, Steve, do you have anything that you want to direct the listeners to? Um, you can usually find me over on the PTB Pop Experience with the usual shows I have: Pop Goes the Classics, uh, Mickey Mount Rushmore, the Video Jukebox Song of the Day. Um, those are all going still pretty strong. So be sure to check those out. Um. Also, be sure to you know join us on the uh, PTV Facebook um, group if you're not a member. You know, let us know. We'll send you an invite. We get you in there. Lots of great stuff going on there. Um, the greatest breakfast food of all time tournament continues on. Um, by the time this drops, we will have either um, finished round two and started round three. So lots of uh, big food still up uh, up for grabs there. Um, as we're getting closer and closer to determining what is the greatest breakfast food of all time, uh, so it'll just be you know keep keep. Voting in that and just keep following us with everything that we do, not just on this feed, uh, not just on the pop feed, but also on the uh, North-South Connection uh, feed, both in the audio form and, of course, on the uh, North-South uh, Connection YouTube channel. Yeah, so a lot of things are, uh, you know, happening uh, with, uh, you know, all the podcast groups and everything. Uh, you know, I love listening to everything, every everything that uh, – the place to be and the uh, other podcast uh, shows uh, produced, you know, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of content out there, whether it's, uh, you know, movies and comics or it's uh, wrestling, you know, there's just something in it for everyone at the place to be, you know? Well, as for me, you can find me on Twitter, capital G R U N E Y three one six. That's Grooney three sixteen. And also on this feed, I have a podcast called The Nation Invasion, where uh, I and a guest talk about the WCW invasion of WWE throughout the whole year of throughout the summer of 2001. Uh, I recently just had Matt Souza on and we covered the um, we covered the um, the cage match between Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit. And Stone Cold trying to get a petition for uh, the triple threat match at King of the Ring between him, Chris Benoit, and Chris Jericho to be stopped. But uh, they, that gets ripped up by Spike Dudley. So Stone Cold goes on a rampage and uh, beats up Spike Dudley. And uh, the next episode will be about the go-home edition of Raw and SmackDown before King of the Ring 01, where the stalker is going to reveal himself, who has been stalking the Undertaker's wife. You know, he said they said he said it on the last episode uh, 
that he was going to reveal himself. So uh, me and the guests of that will uh, cover uh, who is the stalker as well. Well, that's going to do it for us here on Extreme Resurrection. He's Steve Riddle. I'm James Gruenberg. We will see you next time. Stay extreme. Question.